Let me tell you one story About something I learned Let me tell you one story About something I learned Yo. Gonna hit you hard with the fast and the fury Make your mouth drop like Jordan and Julie Stepping on the court, dog on dangerous. Getting the score like Bobby De Niro. Don't approach us like no Gundilero. Leave you looking like Eddie Norton. Straw in your world like Marvel Martian. Wanna know why the God sent we? Are your belly full? Are your mind empty? All sound like on BET. How many naked girls do you see? Like Miss Awalad, we can't believe me eyes. Won't stop rocking till the boat capsized. In the holy water, washing off your disguise. Always go back to your dirty pink style. Damn, big. Left them hypnotized. Soldiers dance in the middle of the night. Smoking trees and chilling with fights. Fridge got food and the kids are tight. I got a big dog and he walks at night. Soldiers dance in the middle of the night. Smoking trees and chilling with fights. Fridge got food and the kids are tight. I got a big dog and he walks at night. Oh. Welcome back to another edition of the Be Forever Cool podcast. My name is Rex45. Uh, tonight we have uh, Sergio with us. What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Much appreciative. Um, you know, let's talk. This is a motorcycle racing podcast, uh, and we try to you know bring information to new riders and and even some folks who who have been in for a while. But we don't claim to uh, can train people how to ride. But one of the cool things with you, you actually get to coach people and 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 train folks up. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, your motorcycle racing, when did you get into it and um, what kind of racing you're doing and stuff like that. And then we'll talk about the coaching aspects of it and, and training. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, appreciate you having me here, first of all. That's cool. Um, I started uh, riding motorcycle when I was 11. Wow. Uh, in Italy because I lived in down there. And... Uh, obviously, I didn't know much about racing. I watched racing because mm-hmm. you know, in Italy they used to give um, racing, MotoGP, and everything on regular regular TV. TV. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I started watching. I always told myself oh, I wanted to do that one day, but I didn't think I was gonna do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, so when I moved to the United States, I bought a motorcycle. First thing I did, bought a motorcycle, then I bought a car. And uh, I had a friend that said, that I asked him, say, hey, what can I ride a track? Uh-huh. He's like, oh, there's a track in Loudoun. You should go try it. So I was a friend. Yeah, yeah, so I was a friend. And he's still my friend. No, it's, it's still close. Yeah. And um, yeah, he said, oh, you should go to Loudoun. There's a, I've always been a Ducati guy so he's like this is a Ducati event you should go check it out and I did I signed up mm-hmm. showed up it was 2007 the first track day that I did wow. uh, and it was with Penguin Racing School yeah yeah so I got in there remember there's everything you know how it is everything's new yeah you don't know where to do <laughs> who you know there's, you don't know nobody I went showed up by myself yep yep and uh, I started doing track days, and thanks to Penguin Racing School, and 
the irony is that I became a penguin racing yeah yeah coach yeah yeah so so now did you do like you know years of track days because when I like I tell folks I, I went technically like Jim corrected me because I, I did the penguin school yeah. uh, but then I started racing so in theory, in theory I did one track day Okay. But I just went straight into full blown racing, and and that's kind of where you know I've gone back to getting like a, a three ninety uh, KTM and all this just to kind of fix the things that I, I learned the wrong way because I, I I didn't do track days um, like most folks. So how how many years of track riding did you do before you you started racing? Yeah, it was uh, well, six years of track days. Wow. Before okay. I decided. So two thousand thirteen yeah. was the first year that I started racing. Uh, I did a bunch of track days, but all over north northeast, yep. including Jersey, you know. And uh, I I liked it, but I got to a point that was boring, right? Because you you can't pass anybody. There's no rewards, not trophy wise, more like personal rewards. Right? Like, oh, you're just riding around. And I remember talking to Penguin Racing School coaches, and they said, "Yeah, you should do it." Just start racing in 2013. I started, so this is my tenth year. Wow! wow. <laughs> Same here. I started in in, yeah. in 2013 too uh, on the SV. I only did a couple of rounds, like in June and July, yeah. uh, and and that was it. But like 2015, I was like every round. Um, and and so, but you had all that six years of experience in doing track day. So yeah. um, your first race weekend. I guess you, you can kind of not worry about the riding aspect where somebody like myself who is trying to still figure out riding because I, I, I started riding in 2012 and started racing in 2013. Um, I mean, I did like 11,000 miles on my bike, so I did put a lot of miles in in one year. But still, it, it like my first lap around, I was kind of like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, how was it like your, your first time going out and, well, and racing? I, I showed up on uh, two different motorcycles i showed up on a motard wow a crf 450 uh-huh clapped out dirt bike with street tires basically and a 1991 uh, ducati super sport 750 oh wow okay yeah, yeah, yeah. showed up they asked like, i want to race both i had no idea that you, you could even race both right I said, i'm gonna <laughs> race both and uh yeah i showed up and uh, everything was new i i pit myself outside the garages there in the infield yep. by myself i didn't know what to do i just pay attention to the uh announcements and jumped on but i did good did like you said the riding aspect to me uh, i already i already know how to ride not that i was a professional but i know how to ride right um and then comfortable changing comfortable. gears under yeah. uh, under speed right yeah and then uh, i remember like winning every novice or rookie race as <laughs> 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 me and one other guy that we went back and forth uh -huh. for so we're like first second first second so cool like and that got me going gotcha i was you know because you you're going you're going back to personal rewards i didn't race for the trophy the trophies was great right race like i want to get better yeah yep and that's what i did so i liked it i got hooked you know we know how the sport is once you start it yeah hooked it, it's yeah <laughs> it's, it's an addiction it's, it is it's beyond yeah. it's 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 like a way of life yeah um so and then and so in i assume you must have moved up to amateur after so we, we, you know for those that don't know 
at New Hampshire Speedway, uh, the Neymar series or LRRS series, you start out as a novice where a lot of other series, you start out as an amateur and then can move to an expert. Uh, it's just the more technical track and it's just safer. Yeah. Um, so now did you jump up right away to amateur and I waited. it. I okay. waited. it. Um, you know why? Because I wanted to make sure that was me. I know it was offer. Mm-hmm. Me to, uh, I said, no, nah, I'll wait. Because I wanted to make sure that I knew how to ride. I knew I did not know how to ride like those guys in the expert. Yep. So I was like, I wanted to, you know, take it easy and, and get better before I moved. And then the year after it happened, I moved. But I, ha- I happened that in the middle of the season, I say, you know what? Let's. Because. You know what it is, Loudon, when you start as a novice, you get to a point that you, you absorb so much knowledge mm-hmm. that you realize, I'm going too fast for these guys. I need to go with faster. Right, yeah. So when, when, when you're going up, uh, uh, going up turn to three to, to four and you look over and, and, yeah. and you see like trailer truck between you and the next person, yeah, um, yeah it's time to bump. So I realized it and I said, all right, I'm going to move up. And it was a great move. You know, um, I'm happy that I did that. And I stay in the amateur for like a year or so before I bumped. Got you. It's still riding both bikes. Yeah, yeah. I did the first five, six years riding the motard and the uh, lightweight. Now, uh, GP shift on on the Supersport or regular shift? Yeah. (laughs) So I had the the Ducati had a GP shift. (laughs) Motard didn't. So that was like. And, and I, I remember the last year that I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. It was mostly because I used to go out and think that I'm on a motor, but yeah. I'm on a 350 pounds bike instead of a 200 pounds bike. And turn one, you push it, try to hit the one board on a motor, but you can't do that yeah. <laughs> on a super sport. <laughs> on a super sport. So it was. Uh, it was a decision that I made, and what I did is I stopped doing motor. I'm sorry, I stopped doing super sport, uh, Loudon, uh-huh. and I focused on the motor. And then I took super sport during the winter down in south. Got you. So I could race the CCS right. down south. And and so for me, I think not. 2021 was my first year right, racing two separate bikes the same year. And I had the same issue, um, you know, racing the KTM. I can go and go into a break later, go into a corner later. And on, on, the, on the R6, was, yeah, it, was, it took me at least a half a lap to like, all right, different bike, different braking markers and, 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 and sort it out. So now in 2022, like we start talking off camera. Um, I'm probably only going to ride the KTM and maybe do certain things with the R6 because it, yeah. it, you know, in races when you're when you're doing the wrong thing, you know, it's 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 a difference between a few places. Yeah. So. Well, you did this. <laughs> I this this year I decided to do the opposite. You're going I back. Up, yeah, I gave up motor yep. racing at Loudon and I picked up a, an 848 Evo, which is a middleweight. So I'm going to bump into a middleweight and try to. That adventure. That so okay. It took, took me ten years to, to, to raise a middleweight, lightweight, and motor to move to a middleweight. But right. it's not like because you need it ten years. I just I felt like I was having fun. I always had fun, right? In a lightweight, 
But I now it's going to get more challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you kind of I think you need it to you do need it because like like my I probably should have started out on a Ninja four hundred or three hundred yeah. yeah. instead of even the SV, and then I went up. You know, three years in, I went up to the the the, the R six. And I've been riding, I was riding twins, you know, from 2012 up until 2016. So it took me a whole season just to, you know, hit the rev limiter consistently with, yeah. on the R6, just getting used to, you know, 15,000 RPMs yeah. instead of, you know, 10,000, 11,000 RPMs yeah. on the twins. Yeah, absolutely. No, so. I, it's, uh, I always recommend every new rider start with a small bike, you know. Fortunately, the law of the streets does not allow you right everybody in the streets wants to have a thousand cc oh yeah uh, just go buy a thousand maybe a 600 i go oh, i'm faster on a lightweight bike right than, than your 1000 correct <laughs> yeah and, and so let's let's talk about uh your your, tr your teaching and, and and a penguin because i i think i was i did a penguin class i don't maybe it was 2016 Oh, 15, but you know, it is, you know, guys, you know, middle age come out on a thousand and they're taking a class and turn one, you know, they break a collarbone. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, so let's talk about how, like when you got into racing and, and maybe some of the things you see that, that people shouldn't do. And then, you know, things that people should do while, while, you know, starting out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you said it. The first thing is to realize that a thousand CC on a 1.6 mile track with 12 turns, a one straight away might be too much. Um, but obviously you can't force people to buy lightweight for, you know, in the beginning. Um, but our, our idea at Penguin Racing School is to have, have you come over, look at the track, experience the way that you ride the track, and then hopefully you turn around and buy a, a race bike. Right, That's right. what I did. Yeah. I showed up on a street bike. I, I showed up on a, I think it was an IP Motorhard uh, 1100 air cool. I think it was too much for me, that bike. Mm -hmm. It was too much. And uh, then the next weekend I went and bought the 750, <laughs> but it was a track bike. Okay. So, you know, I knew I was, I didn't have to worry about like crashing it. So that's that's really what I will suggest, if you know you, maybe you want to try first and then you into it, just go look for a track bike. There's tons of track bikes there. They don't have to be super duper, <laughs> uh, you know, bikes. You, you can spend like three that. grand, 2800 yeah. My first bike was 2800 bucks. Yeah, there you go. And, I, and just need to tie warmers. I think that's how much I paid for that Ducati back then. It was yeah. like 2500 and stuff, clean the carbs and brought it to the track i didn't even know if it needed suspension i just <laughs> rode right right but um so look for uh we'll say the new riders you know um realize that you want to go there with your thousand perfectly fine there's nothing wrong but you you're there to learn your body position you you, you learn how to look forward you're not looking back at cars you're not looking around you're looking forward and you're riding on, on a correct body position and uh, and learn how to brake properly, look at a, learn how to move on your motorcycle properly. And what I tell every student that I have, I say, listen, whatever you learn today, go back out there in the street and apply it. Mm -hmm. Do not stop riding the way that we teach you here. You know, 
the, the body position applies in the street riding. You're not leaning, you're not dragging your knees on the street, but you still need it, that type of body position to relax and, and, and have the motorcycle under control. Right, right. Um, what not to do, I will say, is mostly think that you know how to ride fast <laughs> on a <the> track. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is number one, definitely. I, you think... <laughs> Hey man, I'm the king of the streets. And then I show up on the track, like you said, turn one, boom, you blew, turn one, he goes straight into the grass. Yeah. He can't control the bike coming at 130 miles an hour, going down to 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you really don't do that in the streets. Nobody does it. Not for long periods yeah. of time. It's mostly straight up. Right. You know, riding. Uh, there's not enough turns. You know, I remember like, when I used to do track days and I go back in the streets, I wanted to go in and out from the uh, um, highway mm -hmm. entrance mm -hmm. to get off the to, highway. To practice. <laughs> to practice, I could just leave. Yes. Uh, Guilty. <laughs> Guilty, yes. Uh, I still do this. I still ride streets. It's 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 not as common as before. Right, yep, uh, same here. I still here. ride because I have a street bike. Why not? Um, but I don't ride the same way that I ride in, on the track. It will be crazy. Um, but yeah, what not to do is think, oh, I'm the king of the street, show up. And, you know, the day, it's a progressive day. You start learning body position. Actually, you start learning how to get into the track. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go the right way. Go the right way. Go the right <laughs> directions. And then, you know, you learn how to ride the track. You learn where the turns are. And then you get comfortable with your bike on that particular surface right and uh and then you'll learn body position how to look up you know some people already are skilled they come in i've seen guys like oh wow you ride pretty good you know there's always people natural at it yeah they're yeah, natural yeah. or they may have done previous uh track days in a different track yeah so you know the rules apply but um most of the time is don't be ego to wanted to jump in front of everybody after the second session when we tell you okay <laughs> three laps you follow us and then go and that's what bad things happen. <laughs> you know bad things happen and uh and uh but i um, luckily you know during the school events we never had really issues everybody it's it they they eager to to not to listen to you never had people ignoring us you know they obviously i consider myself an expert on that so when newbies come in they know oh, this guy knows what he's talking about right, yeah. i better listen yeah you know? um and we have we don't we have guys and girls that's that's the beauty of the sport i love that a lot of a lot of women come over they ride in the fast track. i love it like, oh, yeah. like the 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 uh the sport is so diversified you know you got kids yes you can be 12 13 and start on the track and then girls and boys men and women it's it's it's, it's fine it's, i love it any anybody can uh can go uh, race can go race uh, ride um so but I, I will i will say that that was the only bad thing other stuff is um have your bike 
sound, safe and sound, or mechanically sound. Yeah, most say. important, go um, through your bikes. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people really check tire pressure all the time. Right? <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> yeah. My I'd, friends are the first. It's like, hey, man, did you check your tire pressure? What? What? And you go look, and it's like 18 PSI. It's supposed to be 42. <laughs> right, yeah. No, the, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I, and then they, um, you know, they tell you, oh, man, that's why the bike feels like hard. <laughs> It's amazing just getting your tire pressure right. It changes how your bike ride. Yeah. And and if you're a newbie, like first I didn't like car tire pressures. I rarely check. I mean, yeah. when it's when it when it's set, maybe next summer I'll check it again. Or if I'm switching switch switching tires, if I'm doing winter and summer type of thing. Um, but the first first year I didn't check my tire pressure after I had the bike, and the bike was running weird. Uh, the other thing is I didn't get the bike set up for my weight. I didn't, yeah. you know, and, you know, so I was wondering why the bike was, you know, hitting corners and just running wide on the streets and stuff like that. Yeah. I got the bike set up, tire pressure's good, yeah. and, and all of a sudden the bike is moving like it's supposed to. So, <laughs> and it's tire pressure. Yeah, no, basic basic maintenance, you know, lube your chain and chain, do your oil change on your engine. Mm -hmm. If you can do your own oil change, you save money. Um, because I've seen a lot of things go wrong right from tech got you got you we uh, penguin school we, we we check the bikes before we allow them to go on the track during the day a lot of times you have leak on a, a fork seal yep you got leaks on a bike on a oil filter or you got a chain that is rusted and tight or <laughs> you know <laughs> both um so those are things that are important so I, I will I will suggest you know check your bike out and uh, your tire thread. You know people doing a lot of burnouts on the street. They yep. want to go to the track. <laughs> Doesn't sure. work. You need you need your tires to grip. <laughs> de de definitely. And you know let's talk about Penguin School a little bit because I, I to my knowledge is one of the oldest schools for teaching motorcycle racing. And you know if you're up in the Northeast, it's it, it's it's the Friday before every round essentially um it's a really good school i mean you know the top riders in motor well t uh, t, t hog hobbs yeah. he came out of the school um you got other riders ben gladi came out of school yeah. um so it, it it is a is it's an amazing program and very affordable right yeah. uh, i don't want to call out any of the other schools out there but there's some schools out there that you look at the price difference yeah. um and and then you look at riders that are making it in Motor America. It, it, is it more about the instructors and what they give, or you know, you guys are just giving a really good big discount? <laughs> no, no, that's that's the prices. That all the prices and stuff are on the website. Mm -hmm. So um, everything is out there and tracking. I mean, motorcycle is expensive, but like you said couple hundred dollars to go on a track is not that much no uh i will say penguin has been great to me since day one when i show up mm. and then you know i remember like being like listening to the instructors talking to me oh you gotta do this and i'm thinking oh man one day i want to be one of them <laughs> nice i like to teach yeah yeah i like i'm i'm that guy that will even at work i love i'm the one that volunteers to <laughs> to uh teach and um so i'm a good mentor i think gotcha good management and so i like that um 
Um, Penguin, the, the way that they structure is pretty simple. I mean, it, it, uh, it has to be both ways. I think Teague, Ben, all these guys, they came to uh, from Penguin to Mod America. They listen, mm-hmm. right? They're not kids that they, they're into the sport, so they listen. It's important that you listen and you do what the teachers or the coaches are telling you. Uh, talent, 100%. That is something that you need, and these kids, fearless. Yeah. You know, but um, I like them. I, I met... I met them both when they were little, and all the, all these kids that came out of there, uh, they are sponges. They absorb. Nice, nice. So really, you have to listen to what the coaches said, um, apply. But um, really, the, the amount of knowledge that not only me as a coach, like even the class coaches, because they have individual, they have their own. You know, uh, beginners and intermediate track day coaches, mm. they know a lot. Right. They experience AMA, <laughs> super bikes. Right, they experience right. a lot of tracks, so they know what the bike will do if you're in certain situations. Um, and uh, I will say, if a newbie to show up, ask questions. Ask a lot of questions. It might be a stupid question, but it could be, that question that tr- triggers your brain to be like, oh, okay. Putting well, it all together. Let's go. Well, right, putting a part of it together. Yeah. <laughs> I learned doing all this, and I'm still learning. doesn't matter. Like, you still wanted to go faster on a bike. So I learned, like, just teeny tiny move on your bike because like, your end is like this instead of this yep. on the throttle. That makes a huge difference. And when it, I remember when I was told in the beginning, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> And I try and it clicked yep. right there. I was like, oh, and now I can't ride without <laughs> my having my arms like. like and, and the right way. The right way. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even in the street. Again, we go back when I told my students, go back in the street, right? The same way that I told you. That's how you're going to practice. And get, and get better. Because, you know, one thing with the Northeast, it's harder to ride in the winter. Yeah. Um, you know, so let's talk about like off season training and and what does that look like? What does that look like for you? And and what do you suggest to new riders um, getting in the, getting in the sport? I know I, we talked about like ice racing, which you or riding, which you have done. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. And you know, you know, do you play other sports or recommend folks? You got to stay active. You got to yeah, do something. So <laughs> I I off season I ride the bike mainly. I do a lot of dirt bike mm-hmm. riding, whether it's a woods or motocross. I ride the bike. I do some gym exercise. <laughs> I'm not really big. Gotcha, gotcha. On going to the gym every day to get fit. Right, right. You prefer I'm, just to ride. For a ride. Yeah. Which you still do squads and <laughs> everything. <laughs> you do everything on a motorcycle, especially on a dirt bike. You're gonna need the full body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big uh, rider. You know, obviously you need to do a lot of cardio. So uh, maybe bicycle. It could be just simple as riding your bicycle around the area. Mm-hmm. I know in the city it's hotter, maybe, but I live west from here, so, so there's it's a lot of space. Nice. Yeah, off-road bicycle, that's fine. Um, uh, ice racing is one thing that I do during the winter. Obviously, we need to have ice, so the temperature needs to cooperate with mm-hmm. us, Right. the weather. Um, that's a great way to learn um, 
how to handle the bike in sliding situations, which mostly happens when you ride in the wet. Right. In the road racing. But even in the, in the dry, your tire will lose. Some of the turns, you lose a tire, and if it does step out a little bit, you're already prepared. You know what the reaction is of that bike. Um, so you stay in control. Um, so again, it's not only the riding, it's the, the, the type of riding that you do. So if you do dirt bike, you learn, you learn how to um, stay up. You're standing up a lot. Right, on right. The dirt bike. You're not doing like road racing, but you're using your legs a lot. And that's what on the road racing, using your legs to control the bike. And uh, um, so I do that a lot. Um, stay active. Diet relatively. Okay. I would suggest, but I'm a guy that likes to eat pretty much everything. But there are certain things that I stay away from a lot. Um, um, I don't starve myself to death. Gotcha. <laughs> but, um, you know, you don't want to eat, I don't know, fry stuff right. every day, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I think it, it does help once you've been doing it for a little while because yeah. now you know what it takes for your body <clears throat> to kind of get through whatever season you're trying to get through because i remember i think 2015 like i was pulling out of races because i wasn't fit yeah. and and that was if after that season it's like okay i need to train like i'm running a marathon or something and once you get once you can get your body to a certain point obviously once you start racing that kind of depletes because you don't have the same time off um as if the off season so um you know so for, for long for people who have been riding for a little bit longer it's easier to get a regiment but you yeah. do need some type of regiment absolutely I've 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 gone to a supermarket by walking, just because you know what I mean. It's just to just to get exercise in two miles. All right, let's let's walk. Uh -huh. It might sound stupid, but like instead of using your car, get some motion, some kind of exercise in you and stay fit. Uh, you you mentioned about oh, if you do any other sport. I used to play soccer a lot, okay. football, yeah, and. Uh, but I think I got more hurt playing soccer than motorcycle racing, so I kind of stopped. I mean, yeah. That was a great, great way to way probably to stay in shape. Yeah, stay in shape. You're running all the time, yeah. so my cardio was like the best. Yeah, I used to play basketball too, yeah. and I and I had to pull. I like I think it's 2017. I retired. I'm like, I'm gonna hurt myself doing this, and I can't go racing. Yeah. Um. And and so I stop. I I, I cycle a lot, and and then just do do workouts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't get to ride as much as I'd like in the winter, but hopefully that'll, that'll change next year. The, the last thing I do is snowboarding. Okay. Uh, great, great legs, yep. workout, a little bit of everything, but mostly your legs. So, but again, don't go too fast because you can get really hurt in snowboarding. <laughs> got, you, got you. That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always I'm always cautious by I think uh, snowboarding if I ah, can I do this jump I'm like stay away from it yeah you get hurt it's gonna you thinking ahead it's like if you get hurt you're not gonna be racing this yeah year. you got you got to be kind of smart I love it yeah and you know this year weather up here has been a little bit not so wintry mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, we had enough snow that I you know pretty every two weeks I'll go snowboard. And, Every week depends. Gotcha. Yeah. Now and now for new riders, um, 
any goals, they, what kind of goals should new riders set for themselves um, as they say, okay, I did one season, I did two season, this is something I want to do. Um, what kind of goals would you recommend to, to set when they start to get out, whether at that point, if they're still a novice or an amateur? Um, uh, goals, um, racing-wise, um, you always, I set goals not only on the lap time, right? Mm -hmm. We go... You know, if you did a, let's say, a minute 40 the first time, you want to do it 38, you know. Uh, but the goals are, have to be, like, um, body position, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, maybe goals also on, I'm going to commit to do certain track days or certain events that will help me improve because... Motorcycle racing or riding, if you're not riding, you're not practicing. Right. You need seat time. And uh, so the goal should be to ride. <laughs> that should be your first goal. <laughs> hey, I want to do, so check the schedules, whether it's, you know, any any tracks, you know, um, and try to ride as much as possible and apply those rules to the street as well if you keep riding the street. So we'll say goals will be um, how many times you're going to ride mm -hmm. this year. And a specific thing that you're working on. So I remember when I started, I wanted to learn body position. Like, so good. Bad. Because, go to bed, whatever you want to say. Um, because um, it's, I think that's the fundamental. You can't ride a motorcycle unless you're sitting on the proper way. Right. I agree. And I knew it's easy to do this on a straightaway, but it's hard to do this on a turn. If you're not properly sitting on a bike. So I will set goals like body position. I want to learn that. Practice, practice, practice. That's uh, huge. And uh, other goals, I mean, I, it, it, if you're in racing, I usually race against me all the time. Okay. So I want to beat me. The, 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 you 10 minutes ago. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> uh, I... You go to a track and I always look at the previous races. What did I do for time? Right. And then you shave even half second, tenth of a second. Like, ah, you know what? I did great. That's to me. And then if the podium comes, it comes by itself because you ride in. You're doing everything. You're doing everything. Right, so, right. Uh, I, that's what I will say. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, I, I, didn't, I didn't, so one of the things I want to talk about, which uh, how, so I, the first time I saw this uh, was with you, uh, I think it was down in CMP. Um, it, 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 to me, it's like a, a never quit attitude because I think you either back-to-back -back races and those are like a red flag and either your exhaust had kind of come apart or your shifter had broken and you're sweating gear on and, and, you're, and you're doing everything to get the bike, to get back out in a race. And me, out of put my bike in the trailer and drove back to Boston. Uh, like, how does that, and I feel like I developed a little bit after seeing that and seeing other people that do it because at times you're not just fighting yourself trying to be the better you, you're fighting whatever situation and not letting that like mess up your mood, F up your mood, right? Absolutely. Um, so going back when I started, I did have that attitude that uh, it's broken. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I developed that by looking others, but also myself. I kept saying, why give up? The first thing is that don't give up. You've seen, if you go on YouTube, you watch every race. This race is when the guy on the first turn 
goes down is last mm -hmm. and then he wins the the race yes. at the end yes he never give up and we know this in life that's how we should think so i have the same mentality positive mentality never give up and try your best to do it right so, and no right. matter how uncomfortable you are because you yeah. were sweating bricks oh my god <laughs> i was in a suit on a what 80 90 degrees yeah was, yeah and and i had a back-to-back -back race and my shift lever fell I broke in half, so I was scrambling looking for the shift lever, <laughs> and then finally install it. Man, I remember making it right at the last call, and showed up, and might have got podium because that weekend I had quite few podiums. Yeah. So I don't really remember if it was first, second, or third, but I I had a, and to me that goes back what I said: you race against yourself. Yeah. Right. No doubt. I feel like. Oh my God, I did everything that I could. I never give up. And this is why, even if I would have finished 10th, I'd be like, yeah, finish 10th. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't show up, you would have finished last. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll say that in Daytona, I was sick as a dog and I wasn't going to race. And I went out to say, let me just see what happens. And I finished second in the race. There you go. And, and, I'm just, and there was, I was debating not even racing because of how bad I felt. So you just learn that. And now it's just like, I'm going out. Any condition, I'm going out. It is, you know, if you can get the bike back on now, like I'm changing radiators, I'm doing things that once upon a time, I'll just put the bike back in the trailer yeah. and, and, and call it. Absolutely. Um, I have that mentality. I do not give up. I tell newbies, I tell other racers, we help, but you know how we are at the track. Oh. We are like friends, family, brothers, yes. sisters, all together. I like, I like that. Uh, we help each other. Um, you know, I've seen in my situation, <clears throat> I had, uh, you know, um, crashes that put my bike literally twisted. And I had to straighten it out in between races to go to be able to go out there and race and win mm -hmm. and, and podiums and yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, never give up. Um, the sport is a mental sport. We know this is like if you're good with your mind, you race better than if you start thinking about a lot of things. Oh my God, something's gonna go wrong. Right. Um, so it's really mental. I train my brain a lot i like that. I that okay i like that um that was part of the training i didn't mention before but that's that's you you need to be positive think think positive and um, there's no negativity negativity will will hurt you yeah you won't start or yeah. pull out of the race or because yeah. it, it starts to creep in once it starts to pull up pile up yeah. pile on it's like all right i'm pitting early yeah right <laughs> So. Like uh, so, yeah, definitely positivity is the way to go. Um, I had just have you for a little bit. I do want to talk about a couple of things. We'll talk about the classic at the end, but I want to talk about the series that you have. Uh, let's tell folks the name of the series, how they can connect with it, like why you're doing it, because it seems like there's a lot of young kids, which it's awesome because it it it's good for the community. Um, so let's talk about your mini series that you have going on. Yeah, so the series is called Nem Racing. Uh, stands for New England Minimoto. Uh, it's a series that um, goes from, uh, I have classes from kids as young as three wow. years old, um, two adults on full supermoto bike, um, whoever 
doesn't know what supermoto is is basically a dirt bike with street tires and we do two classes we do asphalt only race and we do asphalt and dirt so you do a crossover from asphalt to a dirt section which is mostly like a motocross jumps okay double, tabletops whoops sometimes and the slicks no pro- no slicks. problem on dirt yeah no problem you have to have a slicks. So I took over about two years ago the series. I loved it because I was in the series and also I have kids at a race. And they started at three year, three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they love it too. So I had a, f- a chance to take over and I did. Um, uh, it's uh, Most of the races are located in Maine. Okay. A small village called Parsonfield. Maine, but every information is on our website www.nemracing, n-e-m-m racing.com, Facebook, Instagram, same name, Nem, Nem Racing. Uh, so you can see even pictures, videos, what what is about so right. community, family oriented. Nice. And mostly my goal is. Um, an advocate of the sport. And what I mean is like, if I can get kids involved from the young age into motorcycle racing, I know there's a lot of uh, families that they do um, um, motocross. Yeah. But there's not a lot of supermoto around. And the supermoto is like a crossover between motocross and road racing. Right. So it's, it will be great for eventually kids that wanted to do road racing. And further uh, forward will be a Motor America, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to take over, um, have uh, kids between the age of 13 and 12. Okay. And and they have their own class. Obviously, if the, the kids are the mini moto adult okay. class, but they have to be at that level. Skill and, level and maybe age or just skill level. Yeah. Believe me, there's kids that are faster than other grown-ups. You know, a lot, of, a lot of their kids, they help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So even my kids, they'll help them, teach them how to get into the track, get out of the track, do a turn. You know, I've seen that, that happen because they're too young to sit on a table right. and listen to an adult saying, That's true. you need to do this. You know, it's too much. Too much. Um, so I let them ride mostly. And uh, I don't. I do not charge. Uh, kids okay wow that's pretty uh, cool there's a membership fee mm-hmm. that they would have to uh uh pay uh but once you're in the membership it's 53 dollars for the year so oh that's not oh, bad yeah. at all yeah that's not it's bad and and camping is available yeah. so and is it a two-day event it's usually a two-day event okay you can bring your family a camper uh there's enough space for campers uh bring your own uh, generator okay um and uh, usually we do, um, like I said, we don't. I don't charge kids, so uh, the pay or the uh, cost for the race will go from the uh, young guns, which mm-hmm. is the faster kids on the big bikes. Okay. The big bikes mean one fifty okay. cc's. Okay. Yep. And then there's a mini moto for adults, and then there's um, uh, amateur class for big bikes. Okay. So two fifty or four fifty. 
uh, motor, uh, super super motorbikes. Yep. And then we have a pro class, which is a 250 light and a 450 or open class, open pro. Nice. Uh, fun. Uh, nothing crazy as far as like uh, rules or regulations. And what I mean is, you know, you don't have to have an AMA membership to be able to race. Right. You show up, you buy your our membership, and then you pay for the race, and then usually get a practice. Sometimes I do two practice, depending on the time. Mm-hmm. I do a practice and a, a heat race, and then a main event. I mean. It takes the whole day. Wow. It sounds like quick. Right, right. right. But, but it takes the whole day. Um, and uh, you could raise two races, two classes for $100. Okay, that's not.